1: Everybody and welcome to the Power Women in Insurance Show. Today I have Vonda Copeland, and Vonda is with us today. Vonda, hi. How are you?
0: I'm great. How are you doing?
1: I am super in good, Vonda. Working
0: from home environment. Yes. Yes.
1: Hello. Yes. So today is actually, and I'm going to look it up just so I make it because I'm kind of like off kilter over here. But today's March 26th, and we are in the middle if you will we're two weeks in almost a week and a half uh, week and three quarters into this whole uh stay at home thing and i'm in dallas county and we do have the shelter at home initiative so we i've been officially like sheltering at home now since monday but these are crazy times in the insurance industry just in our personal lives and everything going on so i appreciate you taking the time out right now to be able to to talk to us because you're right things are just kind of insane right now
0: <laughs> they are Well, I'm sitting in Kansas and uh, we are not in a shelter at home situation yet. We don't have too many cases, but they weren't testing much until last week. So that the numbers will increase. But like I said before, we have so much square foot here, square footage in the office, and there's not too many of us here. So we're, we're, and we have blue tape on the floor so that we know our boundaries for our social distancing. So it's like, People have their X's and, and their their lines they can't cross. So yep. we're good.
1: That's good. Uh, That's good. Yeah, my husband was saying that people are getting a little bit too close to him at work the other day. He was looking for some tape to put down on the floor. Yeah.
0: yeah <laughs> so we like, people tape. need that structure. I got a whole roll.
1: Oh, there you go. There you go. Roll. Well, Vonda, tell us a little bit about your story, how you got into insurance. Tell us a little bit about your passion and tell us about kind of uh, your your what we call your insurance story.
0: All right. Uh, like I said, I'm in Kansas. We have an insurance agency that has nine locations uh, from all kind of the middle of Kansas to Kansas City, kind of all, all spread out. Uh, my husband and I own the agency together, and it actually started in his family back in the si- early 60s. His family uh, started the agency, and then Jay came in uh, after college, and I did not come in until uh, 2000 is when I came okay. in full-time. I, I came in a little bit in the eighties um, for a little while, but then every time I came in, then we always hired somebody to replace what I was doing because I was actually <laughs> teaching full time. Oh, yeah? And I taught school for about 16 years total and was just kind of on the fringes of, of, you know, when things needed to be done in the insurance. But I really had never at that point ever had any indication that I would ever be actually in the insurance business. Uh, Le okay. a, a licensed insurance agent um, but then about twenty years ago uh, as life does, I had a, a very life-changing incident in life uh, and again, I'm in Kansas in a lot of rural areas I grew up in a town of about four hundred people and I still only live about twelve miles away from that town
1: and nice. at
0: the time twenty years ago I was living twelve miles away and my my mother was working in a local bank and she had been for 25 years uh that that was 20 years ago was y2k and they thought the banks were stockpiling money and long story short um, somebody went to her house they'd been casing the bank went to her house and attempted to kidnap her to help her let them into the bank to rob the bank and they that wasn't successful And they actually murdered her at her own house. And my dad was a retired farmer, was driving a school bus at the time, and was the one that found her. Oh, no. So 85% of all women that are killed are killed by their husbands or significant others. So there was, you know, there was some trace evidence, but not anything that pointed to any specific person. So my dad was first on the scene, found her, and was her spouse. So of course, my dad was the first suspect. Mm. So we spent as a family four years and I have an older sister, but she lives in Texas. So she's not really around. So when I say we, I mean me. Mm. (laughs) Um, We spent four years um, until the case was finally solved when the, the man that did it actually attempted to kill his then estranged wife. Um, and she finally spilled the beans. And so, oh, wow. um, so four years of dealing with trying to protect my dad, who was totally shattered. Um, mm-hmm. Teaching is not a flexible, you know, occupation. Right, um, you can't even really go to the bathroom when you want to, you know? <laughs>
1: right, <laughs> um, one so, of those you know necessary things, yeah, exactly. Not when you have uh, a group of what thirty kids in the room, you know, right. you can't go. Hold exactly. on, let me leave you completely unattended. Right,
0: exactly. And so, it, and even just trying to be gone from your classroom is an act of Congress. But you, can, you have to make your lesson plans understandable Mm -hmm. so that somebody can take over. And it it was just very hard to be flexible and to be with, you know, to be there not only for my dad, but for the police and the investigation everything else that was going on. Um, So I decided to make a change. And something else that happened almost at the, well, within nine months of this happening was the lady that was doing the books at our agency. Um, Her husband got staged for uh, pancreatic cancer.
1: Oh no. And so oh, she goodness. called what me a on a Friday.
0: Period. I know it was just double, double tragedy. She mm-hmm. called me on a Friday and said, can you come over on Saturday? Because there's no treatments available, except we're leaving for M.V. Anderson on Monday and so i went to her house on saturday spent about four hours going through the accounts and things because when i first started doing the books for the insurance agency i had this awesome green ledger with my pencil (laughs) (laughs) but by this time it was all on quickbooks Uh, okay so which change yeah big changes but i was already familiar with that because i had been using that for another side business that we had but i spent four hours with her going through all the paperwork and then she took off on Monday and basically never came back. So wow. I was teaching during the day, doing the books at night for the insurance agency, running deposits, things like that, and trying to take care of my dad. And even wow, though I know that we as women are awesome multitaskers, <laughs> that was a little much. That's a lot. So I ended up putting in my resignation to, from teaching, which I hated, but it just seemed the right thing to do. And then I went into the agency. And that was, that's probably not the typical story of how you get into the insurance business. But it was, it was the best change for me at the time. Uh, Here you are 20 years later.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was scary
0: because, you know, you're completely reinventing what, you know, what you're doing, what you knew, that kind of thing. Now, I kind of went on the operations side. It's not like I was thrown into the sales force, which thank, thank God I couldn't have done that. But, and I, you know, it's, it's stuff I knew it was okay. But it was a change, uh, a big change, along with mm-hmm. a lot of trauma and change everywhere else. Because, you know, anybody has lost their, their mom, especially. That's, that's that heartkeeper keeper of your family. Mm-hmm. So everything mm-hmm. changed. Life just wasn't the same at that point. Plus, then you had all the other drama. So um, there was a lot of, of um, character building <laughs> during yes. that time. Hard um, character
1: building.
0: Yes. Um, I, I read on, on a social media post in the last couple of weeks where it said, strong people rarely have an easy past. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's very true because, you know, it's it's just another of what doesn't kill you makes you stronger because I'm not afraid of change because I've mm-hmm. been through some of the worst change ever. Yeah. Um, and there's always worse change. There's always somebody that's out there that's had worse changes, you know, in life than I have. But it's, it's something that, that definitely makes you, it's like, okay, how bad could this be? Is kind of how you approach things. And sometimes people get really upset about, you know, why aren't you more upset about this? And it's like, well, yeah, I'm upset about it. It's not a good situation, but you know, it's not the worst thing in life that could happen. Uh, but right. if you haven't had that, then you don't know that. Um, but at, during that time, I also realized that that there's a lot of things that are that happen beyond your control that causes people to be angry and to, to be upset about things. And, and I look at where we're at now with the, mm. with the everything that's been happening with the coronavirus. I, I, always, I taught school. I always thought, you know, when I had kids that would come through that were, you know, kids going through divorce and things like that, you know, they would be so angry. I always thought I understood that, but I really didn't. Even mm. like with employees, I think it's made me more able to understand that when you have things that are going wrong at home, things don't go well at work either. And when there's things that are happening that are beyond your control that you, you didn't ask for it, then it's going to spill over. And Mm -hmm. and if you don't have that empathy to deal with that, then it's going to be, it's going to have a bad ending. Um, And I think of all the, all the things that we're going to have as effects as we roll out of this coronavirus issue Ooh. at whatever point we get there. Yeah. Um, yeah. you are going to have so many people that have had so many mm-hmm. changes happen in your life, in, in sure. their lives that, that they had no control over, that there's going to be a lot of anger. There's, it's, I don't know We're it's buckle up because I think we're going to see a lot of, of things come out of that, that are going to spill into our workplace and, and with our insureds. Uh, things that that go wrong with our insureds, And, you know, we're going to have to have that ability to to meet them where they are and know that it's not about, not always about what that first issue that's coming, coming out of their mouth
1: is. Um, And I, well, they might be calling you about one thing, but they've got, you know, 18 other things going on in the back end, you know, and, you know, and you do, sometimes you have to put that emotional distance. We talk about social distancing. I think we're going to have to end up going almost into an emotional distancing type of an environment to where we just have to say, this is not about me. This is just about our economy or wherever people are, right? With whatever it is that they're dealing with. And we need to be a much more conscious about that. I think moving forward. Yeah. And I think, I think we're gonna have to train our staff. I I think we're gonna have to retrain Mm. our staff. You know, we have a lot of
0: good training that goes in and says, okay, when you get a claim call, you know, first of all, ask if everybody's okay and, you know, all that kind of thing. But I think we're going to really have to to start to really train our staff to start, you know, looking for some of those cues that maybe things are going to be going off kilter for, for whatever reason. Um, yeah. And I think that, um, you know, I think that's one thing that's that's kind of a, a, you know, if you've had something where you feel that that loss of control, it you really understand where they're coming from. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that, you know, we talk about what's your superpower, you know, or what's yeah. your, what do you think you bring to the table? And I think that that knowledge of things that just happen out of your control mm-hmm. and, and being flexible and rolling with things and having that empathy, uh, that's, that's huge. It's, and it's going to be
1: huge in the next few months too, um, for quite a few months unfortunately so you talk about your superpower how do you and i and i love that that empathy that um but i also see within you a lot of tenaciousness too that you just kind of mm-hmm. keep going you know you just kind of yeah. you know you get you know and i think it's kind of that you know you get knocked you get knocked down and i've got the song going on but you get knocked down but you get yeah. up again da, 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 da. anyway <laughs> and that's kind of what's going on in my head but you know, it's also that tenaciousness, too. And that's what we have to bring to our teams as well right. as the empathy is that, you know, and you had such a and I'm just this is all just going on in my head right now. But that you have a great video of your dad on Facebook right now, too. And they're all kind of like kicking this like, you know, like the little um, I don't know if you know what they're called, but where they have the sandbag at the bottom of them. Yeah, the
0: punching bags, the little yes. inflatable ones. Yeah,
1: yes, absolutely. And I just think about that, too, that that's so much of being a business owner, so much of being um, a woman business so much about being a mom so much about being a you know a, a mentor so much about being um you know all of those pieces and as well as service you know you get knocked right. down you get back up again and and that's resiliency what our, it's, that it's resiliency. the word resiliency Great word. and i have yes.
0: said for years even when i was a teacher if i could just bottle up resiliency mm-hmm. yeah because some people have it and some people don't and i don't know the best way to teach resiliency because right. that's really what it's all about. And if you have, and I'm a very resilient person, mm-hmm. um, tenacious, you know, I don't know. Um, I had a college professor that said, used the term, you know, a dog hanging onto a bone or something like that. So that tenacious that was his, his definition of tenaciousness. So uh, for whatever reason, it's always been almost a negative to me, but, but it really is because uh, that resiliency to be able to stand mm-hmm. up. And I worry about people in the next few months, you know, they're going to have to dig down and find that resiliency. Um, and, and another, another way that I feel like I have, you know, kind of developed that resiliency is where I do my volunteer work. And I volunteer a lot, uh, with foster kids Mm. and we have, um, five camps a year right now at the camp that I'm volunteering. I'm actually on their, their nonprofit board as well. Uh, but you have these kids come through and talk about not having any control over their life. They have none. Mm -hmm. um, And they have such sad stories that it it just, it gets, once it gets in your heart, it's there. And, and again, you look at this and you think, okay, I'm trying to teach these kids to be resilient that no matter what is happening, that's not their fault, that they can still come Mm -hmm. out. Okay. At the end, and they can still take control of their life and they can, they can choose to, to do something different. Um, But that, that, that also helps me put things in perspective. And I think perspective is, is so important, no matter what business you're in, whether it's insurance or, or any, any situation, you know, you have to have that perspective and and to be, to be able to be a leader, you know, to be able to to help people develop that perspective. So, right. And it's been challenging to be a leader in in, any industry right now, but, you know, the the thing that I love about our industry right now though is the insurance industry we've been able to keep people employed yeah and you know
1: it's 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 a very stable environment overall I mean I know right now commercial insurance is is really hurting overall just Right. Yeah. It's super difficult. But at the same point, um, it, the industry itself is a right. very, very stable industry. And I've been really impressed with seeing some of the carriers really step up and right. offer some coverages that they didn't necessarily have in their policies or they're giving certain, um, you know, leniencies in certain ways. I mean, I know um, I, I saw a carrier issued the other day that if a person is driving, you um, their car for uber eats or whatever and they're trying right. to make ends meet because they've been released from their position that they're going to honor claims you know right. which is not heard of on the personal yeah. lines end of things at this point point. Yeah. and um i've been really really impressed with um the resiliency of the insurance ca- carry exactly it's gonna be our word for this podcast is resiliency but of, of the carriers too because we don't think of these carriers as as coming yeah. to the table as being um as being flexible, as being human, as being going out of their, I mean, we think of them as going out of their way in certain ways, right? Okay. But as far as a lot of ways, they, they, they don't historically, and um, they do in a lot of ways. But at the same point, you know, this is such an unprecedented situation. They're making really large rather than one-on-one type of adjustments. Right. And I think it's just, it's just an, an amazing time to be in the insurance industry overall. Yeah.
0: it's a good industry. And and as far as recruiting, um, there's a lot of things that will come out of this in agencies that will help them, even though we're not thinking about it right now, uh, Mm -hmm. we should be. (laughs) Uh, We need to be thinking about things that we're doing and things that are going on in our agencies right now that will additionally help us recruit into this industry, that it is an industry that helps people. It's an industry that, is needed it's an industry that's stable um, not that it doesn't have its ups and downs everything does but uh it's you know it's it's a great business to be in so i'm i'm excited to see all the things that we're doing and I, what i'm trying to do on on like our social media for the agency is to try to highlight some of the things that we're doing uh humor mm-hmm. you know like i put our the pictures of our our blue tape on the floor um <laughs> and then also the i don't know if it's been every area, but they're doing the bear hunts for the kids, you know, where you can get in the car and drive around and find the bears in the windows. And, you know, we have some offices that are participating in that uh, and that's very cool. We have uh, one of our CSRs that's sewing face masks and sending them to a hospital up in Nebraska. Um, So, you know, you're trying to highlight the things that your, your people are doing uh, Mm -hmm. because that's what we do. You know, our culture is really important to me for our agency uh, our mission statement is, um, we take care of our, our, uh, our, sorry, work hard, have fun, take care of our clients, our communities, and each other. And like if you think about it right now, that's what we're doing. You know, mm-hmm. where, you know, we're working hard as we can. We're having fun because we're doing things like we don't, we still have a business casual in our office, but we're all wearing jeans now because we're closed to the public and, uh, <laughs> you know, doing things like t-shirt days. I haven't gone to the point of doing a pajama day, mostly for myself than them, Uh, just trying to do stuff that's fun for us um, and then, and taking care of everybody that we can, you know, each other, our clients, our communities, it's what we're doing. And, and, you know, who would not want to be a part of that industry? You know? Mm -hmm. So I think
1: we're also going to see um, a lot of people, you know, we always say that people don't necessarily grow up thinking, oh, I want to be an insurance right. agent, right? Or I want to be in the insurance industry. And I think a lot of people come to the insurance industry for the stability, for the um, community, yeah. for the ability to take care of their people. And, mm-hmm. um, I'm interested to see kind of on a side note what that's going to be as far as um, maybe the people that we can hire from here forward, right, Mm -hmm, who are looking for jobs, people that are, you know, maybe going to be a little bit more open to the insurance industry Mm because everybody comes from their own path. And I actually came into the insurance industry more along the lines of the fact that we had the mold crisis in Texas and we couldn't write insurance for like homeowners hardly across the board. And my dad was with Allstate. So, you know, I mean, you always think about those different types of situations and different right. types of things. So how is it that this is going to shape our insurance industry moving forward? And I right. think that we're going to see coverages change. Our relationships with carriers are going to change. Right. And um, it's going to be interesting to see where everything is in the next it three will. five years. Yeah, it will
0: definitely be interesting. So and, yeah. and not necessarily bad. You know, if you think about it, our our world has changed so much right now. And some of these changes are going to stick. You know, some mm-hmm. of these changes that people are are making and and experiencing, they're not they're gonna like those changes. So yeah. they're gonna say, you know, why couldn't we've done this before? And uh, right, you know, it's it's gonna change change the world in a yep, not necessarily all bad
1: so i always say the life is life is in balance right and whatever we focus on the negative more than the positive we're always going to see a doomsday type situation but you know even when dark situations come even when even when trouble comes we have times in our lives that support us people that come alongside us um Situations that work out really well for us. Maybe we create new alliances, new um, new uh, camaraderie, new growth opportunities, in new areas we would not have had those growth opportunities otherwise. Right. And, in the very um, beginning of
0: that, I almost thought you had the makings of a country song. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, yeah. What is it? They always say if you play it backwards, you get all your stuff back, right? Exactly, so maybe yeah. we can just play the last couple of weeks back. But no, I'm right. just kidding. But yeah, but no. I mean, you know, and I always think that life is always in balance, and I'm interested to see where, where all this is going to balance out to so right. so with that in mind you have been through so many crazy things and so many crazy situations where do you what has inspired you what are your tools to be able to connect with your team that you bring into your mentoring with your foster foster children mm-hmm. that you work with where do you find that inspiration those tools for success what is what has taken you to that next level
0: Oh wow! Um, I just—I don't know that I can—I can pinpoint just any one thing. I, I feel like it's just been a progression. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's not being truly not being afraid of the of the word change. Yeah. Um, that has made a huge difference for me. And not everybody's like that. And we've had to mm. change some staff people because of an inability to change. Um, and then we have some staff people that have been here for a long time and they're awesome at changing. Um, but I think that, that, that not being afraid of, of what's on the other side of that door, um, has, has just made a a big difference. And I I don't think it's necessarily any one thing. Um, I had, I don't think I said anything about my husband had a, a terrible motorcycle accident two years ago, Mm. uh, where Mm. he was, um, parked waiting to make a left-hand turn on a highway and some kid came up behind him didn't see him and plowed right into the back of him
1: oh my goodness and so
0: he was airlifted well our lives kind of everything went on hold yeah and I think that if I hadn't gone through what I had already been through that I wouldn't have approached that the way I did Um, Mm -hmm. you know it was not a you know there was not a, a you know, a long period of time where I had to sit there and say, Oh, why did this happen? You know, blah, you know, blah, blah, blah. What are we going to do? This is going to be the end or, you know, we can't keep the agency going. We can't do all this. It wasn't like right. that at all. It was like, okay, what do we have to do? You know, here, this person needs to do this. This person needs to do that. Um, you know, talking to the doctors is like, okay, what do we need to do? What's next? Right. Um, being an advocate, you know, anybody in that position, you have to be an advocate nowadays. And yeah. so, you know, stepping into that advocacy position and then, making the changes that we needed to make to be able to bring him home. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, all of that, all of that stuff, you know, you just build on, on that, that ability to, okay, what do I have to do? You know, I'm, I'm a problem solver. I'm a fixer. I'm a, you know, I'm resilient. So take all of that and what do I need to do now? And, and that's
1: a true entrepreneurial spirit and a true, resiliency spirit just the whole like you said being your own being a self-advocate you know professionally personally you know I'm sure that there have been times when you've had to be able to say professionally I you know that needs to wait a little bit of time you know right now I need to be here and we talk all the time as women about balancing Mm -hmm. our work life and our home life and um everything, every, all the different pieces right. that we have. And, um, I mean, we need to make sure that we understand that there are just certain times that certain things have to be, um, number one and a priority, but I think right. it's great because I'm sure that you and your team have such a great, it sounds like you and your team have yeah. such a great relationship that yeah. you guys have each other's backs. And that's yeah. really we, important. We had an to be awesome team. If, do if, that.
0: if nothing else, we realized how the team that we had built worked. You know, it Mm -hmm. it was just a, a, a a trial where we figured out that, Hey, this is working, this is good. And uh, so that it was, you know, as terrible as it was, you know, that, that came out of it. And, and and we're still making adjustments, you know, he's back to work yet, you know, things are different. Uh, And so, you know, you just, you just make those adjustments and, uh, and, and gratitude. You have to, I think probably that's, that's a superpower. If you can find a way to feel gratitude, everything else Mm -hmm. kind of falls out. You know, if all the other, the stress, whatever the, the feelings of lack of control or whatever, if you you just kind of stop and remind yourself, look for the places that you can feel gratitude, that's huge. And for some people you can find that with religion, but you don't, it doesn't have to be. It's just, it's there if you look for it. And, and I think, you know, if nothing else, resiliency and gratitude are probably the biggest buzzwords that, that I could give anybody. Uh-huh. And I think
1: I love that what you just said, too, is that gratitude is something that if you look for it, yeah. that it's there. And and I think that's what people don't understand about gratitude sometimes, is that sometimes you have to intentionally look for it. Right. You know, yeah. um, If I think our nature is mm-hmm. <clears throat> to, to be a little bit more self-pitying to some right. degree. Sometimes, not all yeah. the time. I mean, and some people more than others or less than others, whatever. Yes. But, I mean, I know that when I um i read this book a couple years ago called the untethered soul i don't know if you've ever read it or not it is a beautiful book Mm -hmm. and one of the parts of the book is that sometimes it's like and i know you know exactly what i'm talking about it's like we're we're in a movie theater and we're watching our lives on the movie screen and it's almost like it's happening to someone else yeah and there are times that that's super uh aware to us like we're super aware of that and there are other times that we get so wrapped up in the story that we can't separate ourselves from the story and I think um sometimes I sit back and think, am I too wrapped up in this story to where I'm not able to watch it as if it's a movie on a screen? Mm -hmm. Because when we separate ourselves and we watch what's going on around us like a movie on a screen, then we can find that place of gratitude. It's when we're way too wrapped up in the story then all of a sudden the story becomes king and we are not able to control the story or we're not able to find that place of gratitude or that place of, like you said, get back up. I'll get You know, pull yourself up and that tenacity of, of saying, OK, what's next? You know, because people get too far down in the weeds, I think, sometimes and. I love the way that that book really expressed watching it on a movie screen because there are times we can go see a movie and we're balling at the end of it or we're so happy at the end of it, right? But yet at the same point, we know what's on the screen. Right, We know that it's not real. Right. And um, yeah. but we don't always know that about our lives and we need that distance, I think, a little bit. And that awareness, I think, is one of the, the keys for all the things we've talked about, gratitude and yeah. tenacity and resiliency and all of that is being able to not get too wrapped up in the story, yeah. whether or not it's our story or someone else's story and right. being able to, to really move forward from it and um, help our team move forward.
0: Exactly. I mean, and that filters down to your team. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's, it's just, and, and it's going to be so much more important now than ever. I think. So, Absolutely. And I, and Absolutely. I think, I, I don't mean to, to say this wrong, but I think women are in a great position to be able to facilitate that.
1: True. True. Um,
0: and so what would, and what guys, I did mention, I was... Oh, go ahead. No, go
1: ahead. Go, go right ahead.
0: Go uh, ahead. I was going to, I had, you know, you talked about books earlier. Um, yeah. And I said, I have, uh, I have more, more books than time to read them. But, <laughs> but now after you, I've talked about all this resiliency and, and all of that. Um, now you know why Coffee Bean is probably is one of my favorite books. I order these like five at a time and give them away. It's, it's my oh, favorite nice. Um, and then I always love Together is Better, anything that Simon Sinek writes. But, uh, but these are such quick little books that people can read them in like five or ten minutes. And, and there's no excuse not to. But but again, a little piece the, of inspiration. the resiliency, this book is speaks to all of that. So.
1: I will go on Amazon. It might not be here till May, but I will go ahead and I will order it this <laughs> yeah.
0: afternoon.
1: I was really kind of shocked how far behind Amazon is on stuff because they're usually like it you is. get it the next day and all of a sudden it's like you can't have it till like April 12th. And I'm like, what? Yeah. That's not an Amazon thing. It, that's when you truly know life is, is crazy right now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know what? What advice would you give? And we've kind of maybe talked about this already a little bit, but I just want to make sure I kind of wrap up with this a little bit. But what advice would you give other women in the insurance industry right now? Maybe that are people that are wanting to transition into another area of insurance. Maybe that might work for a carrier or might work for an agency or want to go out, maybe open their own agency or just, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of going through some of that change. And what advice to be able to really caps to be able to go out and grab that golden ring of whatever it is that they want out of life because I think insurance is one of those industries where you can kind of find 18 million different ways mm-hmm. to accomplish what it is that you want to be able to accomplish with your life and like you said right. being on the agency side gave you the freedom to do the things that you needed to do whereas you right. wouldn't have been able to have that freedom if you worked for a carrier or right. for someone else maybe so you know, there's lots of different phases of insurance. What advice would you give women today that are maybe starting out in the insurance industry in this crazy environment, or maybe thinking about transitioning or changing in, um, in the insurance space? And how would you, what advice would you give them to be able to move forward?
0: Well, besides do it, you know, if you're thinking about it, you know, I would encourage everybody yeah. to do it. But the probably the biggest piece of advice I would give is to reach out. Don't Mm. try to do it by yourself, which we're really good at wanting to do and not wanting people to think, oh, you know, I don't want to ask this question because it's going to be stupid and they're going to think I'm stupid and, or I want to be able to do this on my own. And I resemble that remark. Yeah, me too. (laughs) You know, we all do, but, but there's, there's so many people out there to reach out and not, not, not everybody's good at the same thing, but there's. Mm -hmm the the ability to create an entire network for yourself and and we're still right. we're so used to being the network for other people you know our our mm-hmm. spouses our kids or you know whatever our employees whatever um we're used to being that network for other people but create your network reach out to them and and make sure that you're not alone in that because you don't have to be there's there's no reason ah. to be and it'll it'll increase your success
1: you're speaking to me right now. You're speaking <laughs> to me. <laughs> I tend to, to go sit in my office and go, why aren't these things working? I'm like, cause you need to get out of your office sometimes, yeah. you know, ask for, ask for help. And there's groups like, uh, the wise group, right? The women, um, empowerment and insurance. Right. right. And, and then, um, there's the IAOA group, mm-hmm. independent agency owners, you know, there's, Um, Lots of our chapters for state uh, insurance has the young agents um, groups, you know, and and lots of mentoring type situations and opportunities. So reach out. I love that. Well, you know what, Vonda, you have been amazing, and I am so grateful that you have spent some time it's with me today. Fun. You've lifted my spirit in this Especially crazy Especially these days time. of isolation.
0: It was so much fun. Can we do this again at 3 exactly. o'clock today?
1: <laughs> Absolutely. I'm there. I'm there. I'm actually going to do like a little happy hour online because, um, you know, because I'm one of these, I, I am, I'm, I'm what they call an extroverted introvert. And so yeah. when I'm out, when I'm about, when I'm on a stage, when I'm, I'm on, yeah. I am. On 110%, right? And then literally I have to go back, even like at IAOA, because I did a sneak at IAOA and I was I was overwhelmed by the number of people that I got the opportunity to share with. And I was so excited about that. But when I went back to my hotel room, my husband was ready to talk. And I was like, Don't just leave me alone. Don't talk to me. So this whole like being isolated thing has been a little bit fun for me actually because I've kind of enjoyed it, but I really know that I need to make more opportunities to really reach out and connect and do Zoom things. So we're going to do a happy hour at four o'clock. I'd Thank love to have can. you on. All right. <laughs> but um, yeah, so, you know, like you said, reach out, right? Ask for what you need and connect with people. And, and I think that's awesome. But we will definitely do this again because right. you have been fabulous. All right. All right, everybody. Vonda, if people want to talk to you, connect with you, how can they reach you?
0: Uh, they can hit me up on Facebook, uh, uh, LinkedIn either one. I'm on both. Um, don't do Instagram much right now, but you can hit me up on LinkedIn, Facebook. Uh, if you Google our Copeland insurance agency on the website, there's a podium app. You can hit me on that. So my email is Vonda at copelandins.com. So
1: however awesome. you want to, however they want however to. They so want awesome. to. Well, I appreciate you. Everybody today, this has been Vonda Copeland, and this has been the Power Women in Insurance podcast. And everybody stay strong and go out there and achieve your dreams because this is a great industry and one that I'm excited to see exactly where we're going here in the next few years. And thank you so much for being a part of that journey with us today. Everybody have a fabulous afternoon.